Welcome to the Geeky Side. I'm your host, Tyra Burton, and we're going to be exploring the inner geek of our guest each and every week. And this week, we're talking to Tadra Candle. She's an author, the programming chair for Nink, and the assistance conference chair for Nink as well. She's written more books than we can count, and I can't wait for you all to meet her. Her interest really surprised me. So get ready to talk about some sports, some books from her childhood, as well as some really sexy TV known as Buffy. Hi, welcome to the Geeky Side. Today we're here with Berta Plattis and we're going to be talking about so many fun things and I can almost guess we're going to be talking about writing. So Berta, welcome to the Geeky Side. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here too because I'm betting that even though I've known you for years, I'm going to find out more about you today. Oh, you know, I, I'm very forthcoming. Ask me anything. Oh, not <laughs> and you don't even have to ask. I'll just blurt it out. Tell us, which is awesome. So tell us what you do uh, to keep your days busy. I have a day job, as many writers do, so that I can keep a roof over my head. But I also love to write. And lately, I have been writing a lot of YA fantasy. Um for the past 10 years, I wrote a lot of YA fantasy with Michelle Roper. Uh, we wrote as Jillian Summers and did the Fair Folk Saga, which our fans still want to hear more about. So one day I'm going to drag Michelle off of whatever project she's doing, and we're going to write some more of those. Uh, but now I'm writing with Nancy Knight. And the reason I co-write is... Uh, because I could write by myself, I, you know, I don't need a, a crutch, and certainly neither of those ladies needs a crutch either. But it is just a lot of fun to plot and write together. And so we have written two books: uh, Cursed, which came out last year, and this year is a 2022 Maggie Award finalist. And and then the follow-up is going to be published in uh, next week for just before Dragon Con. Queen's Honor, which is the follow-up to that book. Well, I also have written with partners, and it for me, it's been really good. I mean, I just like that structure and having somebody to bounce ideas off of as well as somebody to keep you on the straight and narrow. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Plotting is a hoot because we both of us go, guess what I just discovered about a book? You know, we'll, we'll say we come up with stuff. And and of course, um, with all co-write, people always ask, how is it that you write a book together? How does that work out? And really, you have to be very giving and also very humble. You cannot say my words are golden and you cannot think that the other person's words are golden so if you think something is just not right for your character you, you say yeah i'm not loving this part how about we do it this way uh and coming up with another idea not just saying i don't love it but also how about doing it this way is is the correct route to take and we always work it out uh sometimes we end up with stuff still in there that i don't like <laughs> there's probably stuff she doesn't but i'm like. sure that, that the other way works too that there's stuff that i put in there that the that nancy or michelle were like okay oh well that's I, thing. Yeah. 
I used to blow things up and say, I'm sorry, Sherry, I blew a hole in the ship. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be Here's fine. your chapter. I'm sure you'll get us out of that. That'll be great. So I have a question. Are you a plotter or a pantser? I write with no pants. I am <gasps> a plotter. I am a plotter. <laughs> so is Nancy a plotter or a pantser? I have never asked her because I am a plotter. <laughs> <laughs> and there and is no so we're having the plot. Um, and okay. the reason I am a plotter is because uh, I, I've always had a day job and I had very limited time to write. And I didn't want to sit around waiting for this, the muse to strike because F her. I mean, she's she's off, you know, hanging out with other people, I guess, in a bar. I think she likes Neil Gaiman more than she likes me. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah, it's wrong. So I I make sure that I know from from start to finish how the book is going to go. And and not every scene and not every character like there's plenty of room for uh ad hoc mayhem. There's a, it's fine. Uh but we do know how the book is going to go from beginning to end. And then that sets up the next book. And we know big arcs. If we're planning three books, what's going to happen at the end of the third book, what's going to happen in the middle of the second book and how, uh, how everything is going to come out. But then as we write it, we discover new things. We add more stuff. It's fun. So there's plenty of room for discovery. It's just we have to know what's going what's going to happen. It's plotted discovery. Yes, plotted <laughs> discovery. <laughs> so I'm, I'm mostly a pantser. I try to plot. I keep trying to plot, but um it it always goes sideways. So I I I have tried uh pantsing. And what happens is I turn into um What's his name? The 19th century writer, Charles Dickens. Dickens. Oh. With so many asides and off to, off to the <laughs> we have like 20 pages of something that happens somewhere. And then we swerve or angle back to the plot. It's crazy. <laughs> and because we are not serializing our books, it's not very, very good these days. So uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> A plan is good. We'll say that. I, I keep hoping to be a planner. One would think I am, but I'm not. So those of you who don't know what a pantster is, it's when you just fly by the seat of your pants when you're writing. You just sit down and see where it goes. So not Berta. That's what that is. Not Berta. <laughs> and and I, I have had folks who are pantsers who say, how can you know how it's going to end? It would be so boring to write a book if I know where it's headed. It's it would just be boring, and that's not how I feel about it at all. It's, I yeah. <laughs> well, what works? It's it only matters that it works for you, and obviously yeah. it does. I think of it like a trip to Europe. If I land in London and I don't know what I'm going to do for the next two weeks, I'm just going to hang out in London because I love London. But if if somewhere in there I need to go to France and Germany, I need to have an itinerary. <laughs> I can't I can't just sit around. So funny enough, I plan our vacations like all the way out. 
how about that? <laughs> Tyra. <laughs> I mean, I have detailed things. We have, we're going to Scotland next year. I have a Google Earth map with places marked. I mean, uh, no. So I just need to approach writing like I do my vacations and I probably get more done. It, it really does encourage you to do more because you know what you have to do today. I said, today I'm going to get my characters um, all the way to the ship that has a hole in it. And then <laughs> and try to not blow them out the airlock. <laughs> so you've been writing for a long, a lot longer than I knew. How many, how long have you been writing? Um, a, a really long time. And I sold my first book in 1999. Uh, so I had been written, writing before then, but really not, my first full length book is the one is the first book I sold. Um, yeah, that was that was lucky. That was a lucky break. Uh, but I had sold uh, uh, some short stories before then, so I, I've been writing it. It's just uh, my dad's a writer, and okay. yeah, he's a he was a journalist in Cuba. And when he came to the states, he became a college professor. And uh, but he still liked to write. So we, my sister and I, are both writers. Oh, it's nice that he passed it down. He did. So what do you like to do outside of writing? Too many things. I, Florida is always busy. Let me tell I you that. Love, I cannot stand to not have something going on. I love to read. Um, I read everything. I like all kinds of, of books. And I like to crochet. I like miniatures. Uh, my my mother-in-law, who passed away uh, not so long ago, this summer, it was a, an artist, and I had always liked miniatures. I built my first dollhouse when I was on maternity leave with my first child. I just like tiny things, and and when I married my husband, and I I went to visit her for the first time. I had you know I never met my mother in law, and I saw her house. I was like, oh, oh why didn't I know you before I knew him? <laughs> it was amazing. She's such she was artist. a good bonus. It's amazing, and uh, and now I don't do miniatures anymore. I still love them. I have all the ones I've ever made, and and all, I have a lot of hers too. Uh, but that doing tiny things like that, it, nothing is ever lost. You know, all, all knowledge is wonderful and accrues and and informs your work. Um, I was also a costumer for a very long time. I was a member of the Society for Creative Anachronism and, and learned a love of costuming from making medieval costumes that, uh, for my family to wear and for me to wear. Uh, but, uh, but then I, I really like Georgian costume. I like 18th century costumes. So I started making some of those and it just wasn't a place to wear it. But I had some friends who are are in the costuming community and uh and they found places for me to go with that and it's just it's so much fun i love that I, and that's something that i i haven't done in a while because writing really takes a lot of time editing takes more time than writing yes uh and the social media which you are so aware takes so much more time than writing or, or editing trying to keep it out in front of people's faces um so i i haven't been doing any of that 
But I still have a crochet hook around always because it's fun to do that. I like to paint. I like to paint portraits. Um, it, it's just all kinds of stuff. I have an artistic. I studied in school is art. Uh, so it's just all kinds of stuff. And, you know, it's not unique uh, in the writing community. I think a lot of writers are also musicians are also something else because the creative streak runs deep and uh, and, it, and it goes in all kinds of directions finds many forms of expression so i think it's interesting you were part of the sca because guess who also used to be part of the sca really you yes. were yes. yes so what was your which group were you a part of was it here in Georgia? i was I, I was here in atlanta in the, the barony of the south downs and yes I, me too yeah and uh I was uh, Mistress Berta of the Southern Isle. I think I'm still active somewhere. Well, one day we'll have to have a chit-chat to see if we were active at the same time. <laughs> I've got costumes, like, stacked up everywhere. I have so many costumes. We just went through. I We just found mine and went through them because we were going through our cosplay con- closet. And I was like, yeah, that was back when I was in the SCA a couple of decades ago. But yes, South Downs was one of my home places. So, all right. It's amazing how you get connected. We're from the same hometown. I know. Who knew? Like 600 years ago. That's it. So, what do you, what kinds of fandoms do you like? Do you have any that you just love? Oh, yeah. I'm a Trekkie from way back. Ah. And my son, my youngest son, is a Star Wars aficionado. I mean, so deep into Star Wars that when he was a little boy and we went to Dragon Con, I had to make him his costumes. His, they called them hall costumes back then and not yes. cosplay. Uh, and so he said, he would say, no, mom, that's wrong because it has to have an epaulette that goes this way and the sleeve goes that way. He, he knew exactly the way you wanted to go. I love that. Um, so I would make costumes for him. And, and now I'm playing D and D with my, my middle son who is, uh, who is the DM and so much fun. It's like, ah, fandom is the best. (laughs) So what kind of, okay, so we'll go back to Trek, but I got to ask what kind of character do you play in D and D? Oh, in D&D, um, I am currently a, a wood elf warrior. Ah. And uh, yeah, I, I just today I helped clear out an inn full of demons. My goodness, that would, took forever. But we <laughs> Those got pesky out of demons. There. Thank God I can shoot a crossbow in close quarters. <laughs> <laughs> so I almost always play a cleric or a druid. <laughs> Yes, that's what Nancy Knight plays, a cleric or a druid. I'm yeah. always the healer. So, but how long have you been playing D&D? Not very long, just a couple of years. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, and, and that's something that a lot of my friends played when I was younger. And I just, I just never had time. I had little kids and, I, you know, you couldn't, back then you couldn't do things online. You had to sit, and I just didn't have hours to sit at a table with friends but I love gaming so much. I love board games. And, and I found that I was buying board games as if 
I would encourage people to play with me, but I had no one to play with. So I have Ticket to Ride and Catan and all these other, I have never played these games, but I love them. <laughs> and I wish somebody would play with me. I will play with you. I also have these games and <laughs> I don't have anybody to play with. So we're going to have a game night. We will have a game night. And that whoever be- wants to come and play some Ticket to Ride and Catan with us can. Awesome. Otherwise, you just go sit over in the corner and make drinks. That's an important part of which, adult. Which is an important, important part and not to be forgotten. Yes. No, we appreciate, Must we appreciate our bartenders. Yes. So my husband can bartend. I wish he was more a board gamer, but I keep trying to convince him. I just bought a Fast and Furious board game. I didn't know there was a Fast and Furious board game, and I am intrigued. I didn't either, but Funko is having a 50% off sale because they're moving their warehouse. So there's your hot tip for the day. <laughs> if you need more Funkos in your life, which we didn't, but we will. <laughs> I just I just got two Funkos yesterday. What'd I got, um, I'm going to get them for you. Oh, she's going to get them. I just got a Star Trek one I'll tell her about. I got yeah. the good om- omens. I got... Ooh. Oh, Zafriel, and then and then uh, of Crowley. Whoop! Other way, uh, other one. Ah, oh, there's an apple in his hand. I love these guys so much. That's awesome. They're my faves. I love David Tennant. I love David Tennant too. I mean, I I can geek out about David Tennant. I liked him and, as Doctor Who, but oh and God, I he's... also I also got this guy. Uh oh, Dwight. From the office, but I got him because he had glasses on because I made Tony, my son, a custom pop of, uh, you know, I'm getting old socks. I forget the name of this guy. Terry Pratchett. Yeah, I did a a custom Terry Pratchett and I needed the silver glasses. And then I I had to cut them up because they were they had a bar across them and not like Terry Pratchett. So um, I made that because, and he loved it and it, you. It, it came out really good. But now I've got a, a, a Dwight who looks like he's had a LASIK surgery. He doesn't have his glasses anymore. You know, LASIK is good. I had it several decades ago, which is why I have glasses again. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk Trek for a minute. So how oh, yeah. Get- what got you into track? Well, back in the day, it was the only thing science fiction on TV uh, until Space 1999 came around. Truth. Which was really weird. I'd, I'd watch it, but I was like, hey, this is not Trek. Um, Truth. I loved Star Trek, and then I loved every iteration of it that came after. It was so great. And, and when the first Star Trek movie came out, when they had that slow loving pan across the enterprise i i burst into tears in the movie theater <laughs> like, it's the enterprise <laughs> there is a certain amount of like joy related to that ship i mean there's just some emotions that are so tied up into it yes and and michelle nichols who uh was working with uh nasa to get the challenger and and you know well, all the all the ships. The first one was called the Enterprise, and that was very meaningful. I, that was amazing. 
She was just, she was amazing. Let's she was that. amazing. So who was your favorite captain? Well, I got to say, I loved Captain Kirk. Um, he was such a bad boy. He did things. He did not do things the right way. Um, Picard was amazing, but I am loving Captain Pike ah. in the new one. I, I, I really like him. So uh, we are behind and have not watched any of the new Trek. We are sad to say. So which are you watching both of the series? Yes, I am. And where would you, because I've asked this question of a guest before, what should we watch if we wanted to watch some of it before Dragon Con? I would watch the latest one. Okay. Um, Strange. Pike. Yeah, because um, the other one went off on a tangent, which was amazing and, and really enjoyed it. I, I like Picard, too. That was such a good show. Oh, yeah. But it, it's this one has all the joy of the first show, uh, some of the humor, some of a lot of the heart and, and not really serious topics. I mean, it, it has serious topics and, and you do go, wow, that was amazing that they were talking about that. But, um, but it's, it's not as dark as uh, there's not such a big body count. as There weren't some of the other ones. <laughs> okay. That's good. That body count is the reason I have yet to watch game of Thrones. Yeah, and I'm going to watch the the new uh, Lord of the Rings, but uh, I'm not so sure about the new Game of Thrones because I, I have a feeling the body count. I heard a, there's a childbirth scene in the first episode that I'm already going, eh, I've, I've done that, and I don't want to. I haven't done that, and I don't. I don't. No. 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 <laughs> we are excited about Lord of the Rings, though, because that's one of The Hobbit was the book that changed my life in terms of getting me into fantasy. Mine too. Uh, mine too. I had a friend in high school who read The Hobbit and I was looking for a new book to read. And he said, oh, you should read this one. And I said, yeah, the print's kind of small and the book's kind of big. What's this all about? And he said, ah, it's a whole nother world and there's elves and dragons. And I was like, oh, I say no more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so then we went down the pathway and we just never really came back. Never came back. I never, I, even as a child, I read mostly science fiction and fantasy and Asimov and just love them. So who's your favorite writer, author? Or you I can have more than one. It's okay. I do not have a favorite. I, there are so many that I love so much. Uh, I, I couldn't really say a favorite. I'll tell you some books, though, that, that, works. that were really amazing. I love a whole series of um, Asimov books that I read. And Ray Bradbury was my absolute favorite when I was a, a teenager. Uh, and he had written some stories, some short stories about, um, I think it was his book, Twice 22. It was an anthology of, of short stories. And, and one of them was about a family. And I think he's written three or four stories about this family that are all vampires and werewolves. And it was one of the first times that I had ever read these kind of monsters in a family setting, that they were just regular people. 
And then in my high school, there was an Alfred Hitchcock's Monster Museum, which is an anthology. I checked that book out so many times that my name is probably the only name on that card. <laughs> it's like I, it was time to give it up. I'd go back to the librarian and say, Miss Julia, I need this book back. And she's like, of course, Berta, and stamped it for me. Um, but there's a book there by Jerome Bixby called The Young One, which is... I wrote it like in 57 or 59. It's like, that's around the time I was born to tell you how old I am. Mm-hmm. And, and he, and it's about a kid in Indiana who makes friends with this Hungarian kid who just moved into town. And he thinks like, okay, I'll make friends with him. But his dog hates this kid, hates him, growls and runs away. Oh, no. And he's like, I don't know what's wrong with my dog. And they go off in the woods And the kid gets lost in the cave. I'm giving you spoilers here. It's okay. And then he hears an animal crying and he finds a wolf cub and he gets the wolf cub and he comes up and he realizes it's already dark. And he runs back to, to the kid's house where his parents are. And he says, I don't know where he is. I've lost him. And I am so very sorry. And they see the wolf cub and they go, Oh, a wolf cub. They don't seem very concerned about their missing child, but they are really concerned about the wolf cub. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> and then after the kid leaves, the mother says, we're going to have to tell him sometime. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I love that story. I love that story. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Decades before anybody wrote books in oh, which yeah. werewolves or vampires were just regular people. And I think the first one I read was uh, Fred Saberhagen's book uh, about, he had a whole series about Dracula in which the first one is a retelling of, of the Dracula book, but from Dracula's point of view. And then after that, it was just the adventure, the further adventures of Dracula. It was, I loved them. They're really good. <laughs> Things I had never heard of. the 70s. So it was like, yeah, I love those. So I, as of mom, wrote a series of mysteries that were short stories it's called the Black Widows Club. Ooh. And they are awesome. I still try to collect all the used books because they're not in print anymore. But that uh, is writing this down, the Black Widow Club. <laughs> we'll, com- we'll compete for buying them. I actually need to see which ones I'm lacking. But um, what I loved about Asimov was he could write anything, you know. That is so true. He wrote academic stuff. He wrote science fiction. He wrote, obviously, mysteries. Uh, But I like it when I'm surprised. Like, I didn't expect that from you. So So are they available on Kindle, do you think? Do you think they have ebook versions of them? You know, I have not looked. I'll bet. I I don't want to. I am not interested in finding a crumbling version of uh, fantasy and science fiction from 1939 and say, oh, here's the story. <laughs> I have the crumbling versions downstairs in the library. <laughs> so, but I also grew up on Agatha Christie. So like, Oh, I love Agatha Christie. The original cozy mystery writer. That is right. I, I am writing cozy mysteries too. And uh, um, because I love to read them. They're so much fun. I love cozies. And and mine is does not have like a knitting club or anything like that. Mine is a post-apocalyptic cozy mystery. 
I, I think we need to talk about the world. <laughs> I destroyed the world. But, you know, there's still people that die that are important to the community and you have to figure out who did it. <laughs> so um, a previous guest that was on here, Tadra, she also writes occasionally some contemporary and cozy stuff. But um, I told her, and I'll tell you, the book that I'm kind of stuck on is my fantasy novel, which is a cozy. So I decided, why couldn't I write a cozy mystery in a fantasy setting? Somebody explain this to me. So that's what I'm attempting to do, which sounds slightly happier than the post-apocalyptic. <laughs> but I can't wait to read it. <laughs> and you right. also have a small town series, don't you? Or- right. That's Those are uh, straight romance. It's a small town, clean read kind of romance about people who live in this little town and they're all uh, and and the, the small town romances I have read, which I, I like to read all kinds of books. So I, I read a lot of small, small town romance. I, I love all the fun people that, you know, are secondary characters. Yes. And, and some of them end up being primary characters. Some of them end up being murdered in another book. But um, Shame. maybe that's me. Maybe I like to murder people. I Oof. think we're finding that out. <laughs> <laughs> but but in this one, the first one is um, about a, a Mexican-American woman whose family owns a, a little Mexican restaurant in the town. So I just thought I'd mix it up a little bit because I had not run into that. In a That's awesome. Experience. Yeah. Because every town has a Mexican restaurant. Some just better than gotta, others. Some, yeah, there's got to be a noodle shop in there somewhere, too, because I love noodle shops. <laughs> Just had awesome so the first one's called Buy a Thread. Buy a Thread? Buy a Thread. And then the, the second one is going to be called uh, Never Say Never, which was supposed to be out last November. And the book is finished, um, not edited, but it's finished. And But then I started writing these fantasy books, Cursed and Queen's Honor, with Nancy. And we set that one aside for, so that I could finish these up. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good thing. I think so. <laughs> and I know a lot of fun. I know Curse is up for a Maggie, which if you don't know what a Maggie is, it's one of the Georgia romance writers uh, uh, writing awards for book series that have different categories. And it's one of the most respected, I think, in the romance industry. So it I'm, is. I'm very excited and for you. It's now an international award. We've had entries from Poland yes. and Germany Australia. And Australia. It's, it's awesome. No, I'm very excited. You'll have to let us know how it goes. I oh, think yeah. it's October that you find out. Right. right. It's the second week in October, or third week in October we find out. I'm sure it'll be all over my webpage if we win. Holy cow. I, have, I have no doubt. What is that webpage? Just so people know where to find uh, it. Birdaplatus.com. Awesome. So are you doing anything exciting next week? At, at DragonCon? That would be it. She's going to be, be it. <laughs> Now, this is your second convention here recently. Didn't you go to another one in one of the Carolinas? I went to Con Carolinas in Charlotte, which was such a blast. I love that convention. It was the first time I'd ever been to it, and I am going to go back every single year. Um, I used to go to a lot of of smaller cons uh, with my first husband because he was a writer, and and we we would love to go to those conventions. But, uh, you know, over the years, the kids got older and they had activities and it just got hard to go to conventions. So uh, I'll probably be going back to those LibertyCon and Chattacon, 
That was so much fun. <laughs> well, I'm going to suggest multiverse is another good one to look at. Multiverse, yeah. And then here in town, there were some some really good conventions. Yes. Uh, there's a, what's Conjuration? Is Conjuration fun? is awesome. It's near Halloween, a little mm-hmm. bit. I think it's in November now. And multiverse is in mid-October. And that's here in town as well. It's here in town. Matter of fact, it's right near the King and Queen at Perimeter. So if you're an Atlantean, there's two buildings that we refer to as the king and queen because they look like the chess pieces. The world's biggest chess pieces because they're like 30 stories tall. (laughs) (laughs) But Multiverse is a, it's a fun con and it's got a nice hotel and I love Conjuration as well. But we're going to go up to Con Carolina next year because of you. Okay. We're putting it on our list. Oh, that'll be great. It's, It's a great, it's a great one. Um, so what are you and doing at Dragon? Oh, go ahead. At DragonCon, I I am going to be in the writers track most of the time, but I've got uh, a few others. I'm uh, in the YA area. I've got a, nice. a panel, I think. And I think if you get the DragonCon app, you can see all this, the places where I'm going to be because they have a wonderful app where you could just type in the name and it tells you all the places that person's going to be. And I'm really excited uh, to have been invited to Sherilyn Kenyon's Masquerade for Thursday night. And, That's right. And I'll be there talking about my books and selling my books. And you can win all kinds of baskets. All you have to do is talk to all of the authors there and you get tickets uh, so that you can win these prizes. So well, and, and she'll be signing all of her books. So that'll be good, too. And you'll uh, we'll find, have some stuff up on the website and on our social over on Facebook. So that if you are going to DragonCon, uh, Berta's episode is going to drop the Monday before. So you'll have some time to plan ahead. But I am super excited about your paranormal is the new normal. So are we yeah. seeing a resurgence in paranormal? It, it is hard to get a book out without having something paranormal in it. it it's, it's really... People love it. People love it. And it could be a talking cat or a ghostly grandmother or whatever kind of book it is. There might be some paranormal in it. Oh, good. Alberta, I've thoroughly enjoyed finding out more about you and finding out how much we have in common and that there is a board game night in our future. Yay! We can wear our costumes. (laughs) That's it. Absolutely. My husband will be all over that. He's the cosplayer. But, and I now know that even though your son is all into Star Wars, you are a Trek. Do you like Tracker or Trekkie or neither? Trekkie. I, yeah, that's old school, right? It is old school. Were you ever in Starfleet? No. Okay. Well, it's still around is what I found out a few weeks ago. Is it really? It is. Still going strong. Well, I look forward to seeing you at DragonCon, and I can't thank you enough for hanging out with me today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's been a hoot. And so they can find you at BertaPlatas.com? That's right. And, and on Instagram, I'm BertaWriter, and I think on Twitter, too. It, it, they all kind of feed into each other. So if you find me in one, in Facebook, I'm Berta Platas, and that's pretty much where I hang out. But everything else feeds can, into it. So can find on her website, and your books are over, I assume, uh, I know probably on Amazon, but where else could they get them? Um, right now, just on Amazon, Amazon. They, and except for uh, the romances that I that I have out with um, 
St. Martin's Press, and that's uh, uh, the one about the lottery winner called Lucky Chica. Oh. And Cinderella Lopez, which is a straight-up Cinderella story. about nice. her. And uh, Queen's Honor will be out on Wednesday, August 31st. Is that right? On Kindle. Yes. <laughs> so go get it downloaded. And everybody, go get your geek on. Read some books. That's like the best geekiest thing ever. Thanks for listening to The Geeky Side. You can find us on the web at thegeekyside.com. And don't forget to hit subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so you get our latest episode as soon as it drops. 